Hello, Bishop Ferrin here. I'm standing outside the closed door of Derry Lane Church in County Cavan. Soon, this door and many other church doors will be open for Sunday worship as the COVID restrictions come to a close. In the meantime, in the month of May, we will celebrate some of the great landmarks of the Christian faith online, Pentecost and Trinity. And then we will pause these online services for a period of time and review them. COVID isolated so many people and it's been very harmful. It's so important to reconnect. It's who we are and what we do as Christians. And so in the name of the Lord of the Church, Jesus Christ, I invite you to return, to leave the comforts of your home, to leave the convenience of online services and to come together to worship God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. So greetings to every member of our GFS family in Kilmore, Elton and Arda Diocese. It's my great privilege to bring you greetings on behalf of GFS in Ireland and of course my name is Alison Jackson and I'm the GFS Central President in Ireland. A wonderful privilege and honour in this past while. So I'd like to commend the diocesan leadership team for organising this virtual service for us. Their second service, so the first diocese to have had two virtual diocesan services. So well done to the team for bringing this together. And that's been a real encouragement. And one of the things that we'll find is our theme this year has been using and developing our talents for God. That's what we'll find different branches and people within Kilmore, Elfin and Arda Diocese doing. So we want to commend Mrs Violet Morton and all of the leaders and girls in Kilachandra GFS for the way that they shared their carols and nativity story, the Easter story and also the GFS prayer. That's something they tried in their own branch and yet we were able to share that right across GFS in Ireland. We want to also look at some of the new things that we've tried this year and that's actually where we've brought a prayer for our members and our junior members and a thought for the month. So we want to thank Mrs Jean Lindsay for actually organising and collating that for us. That's been an exciting new venture for us and something certainly for our girls who are looking at exams at the moment are either they're starting them and they're in the middle of them or just about to finish them uh, that that's something that can help them stay focused on the task that they have at hand. So, you know, many of you have done different things this past year. You've continued to have our GFS ministry, whether that be online or whether it's actually doing our home activity packs, whether it's been looking after nature, looking to nature. But in all things, you've actually kept GFS at your heart and at your focus because we've stayed connected with each other. We've been good friends and we've actually supported each other sometimes when things were just a little tough. We also think and we're so thankful for the ongoing work of Mrs Sylvia Quinn. She's the head of house so any of the girls that have been actually uh, studying in, in Dublin or actually working in Dublin she's been helping look after the accommodation there keeping them safe as safe as we can be in these very different circumstances. So there's a couple of things I want to commend to you now. I want you to think about and remember in prayer GFS right around the world and here in Ireland who've been impacted by the coronavirus. So we're fortunate we've had our 
programme of vaccines and we've had our frontline workers and we're so thankful that for all the work that they have done, the scientists for developing vaccines and so much more. But we're thinking of our GFS sisters, especially in Africa. They're absolutely been hugely impacted by coronavirus at the moment. So do remember them in prayer as they try to work and live with the virus as they get their vaccine programmes together. But do you know, we're looking forward expectantly to what God's got for us for this next year. So I want you to think back of this, this past year that has had some challenges of, and obstacles, there's no doubt in that, but think of the many blessings we've had as well. Blessings of family, of nature, of creation. None of us have went hungry. So think and thank God for all that he has done for us. So until I'm able to come and see all of you and the GFS family in the diocese, oh, there's three things I want to leave with you. I want you to stay well. I want you to stay safe. But mostly I want you to stay connected. Stay connected with one another and stay connected to God. So every blessing until I see you. great too to worship together so wherever you're joining us from on this Sunday you're welcome great to have you here with us all the words that you need are on the screen for our service we gather in awe standing in the presence of the one who crafted the stars the mountains and the seas we gather in faith trusting the one who holds our hands and is with us in all of life we gather in need seeking the one who longs for justice to grace each and every person in creation.
And so as we've sung those words, we gather together as God's family, asking forgiveness from our Heavenly Father, for he is full of gentleness and compassion. And so we say together the words of the confession. Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault, by what we have done and by what we have failed to do. We are truly sorry and we repent of all our sins for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us. Forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. And may the Father of all mercies cleanse you from your sins and restore you in his image to the praise and glory of his name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
A reading from Matthew chapter 11 verses 1 to 15. When Jesus finished these instructions for his 12 followers, he left there. He went to the towns in Galilee to teach the people and tell them God's message. When John was in prison, he heard about the things that were happening, things the Messiah would do. So he sent some of his followers to Jesus. They asked him, Are you the one we have been expecting, or should we wait for someone else? Jesus answered, Go and tell John what you have heard and seen. The blind can see, the lame can walk, people with leprosy are healed, the deaf can hear, the dead are brought back to life, and the good news is being told to the poor. Great blessings belong to those who don't have a problem accepting me. When John's followers left, Jesus began talking to the people about John. He said, What did you people go out to the desert to see? Someone who is weak? Like a steam of grass? Blowing in the wind? Really, what did you expect to see? Someone who was dressed in fine clothes? Of course not. People who wear fine clothes are all kings. Palaces. So what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes. John is a prophet. But I tell you, he is more than that. This scripture was written about him. Listen, I will send my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare the way for you. The truth is, John the baptizer is greater than anyone who has ever come into this world. But even the least important person in God's kingdom is greater than John. Since the time John the baptizer came until now, God's kingdom has been going forward strongly, and the people who have been trying to take control of it by force, before John came, the law of Moses and all the prophets told about the things that would happen. And if you believe what they said, then John is Elijah. He is the one they said would come. You people who hear me, listen. Good morning everyone, my name's Mark Smith and I'm the new minister serving Bally James Doff, Bally McHugh and Kill John Furton. It's really good to be with you for this Girls Friendly Society service today. Let me lead us in a prayer and then we'll have a think together about that passage from Matthew chapter 11. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you that you are a speaking God. You speak to us in the Bible. And we want to be a listening people, people who hear your word and respond rightly. Please help us to do that as we read your words this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, how good are you at listening? How good is your hearing? You're actually getting a good test already this morning as you try to tune into my funny English accents. But I've got another test for you too, another test of your hearing in the form of a little quiz. Because I'm gonna play you some mystery sounds and I want you to see if you can guess what they are. Okay, here's the first one. Did you get it? It's a cow mooing. Okay, next one, listen up. 
What was that? It was a squeaky door. Okay, number three. I'm getting used to the sounds of that in County Cavern. That is rain with a bit of thunder for good measure. Okay, next one is, what is it? It's a chicken. Okay, here we go. Did you get that one? It's a helicopter. And here's the last one. See if you can get this one. That is a heart, a heartbeat. Well, how did you get on? It was quite hard, wasn't it? It's hard uh, not being able to see and just being able to hear. It's hard. It's hard. But don't worry, it doesn't really matter. It was just a little quiz. And yet there is a kind of listening that really does matter. It's listening to Jesus, to his words and to what the Bible says about him. That is a really important kind of listening. In fact, it is the key to understanding who Jesus is and what life is all about. You see, I wonder if you remember the question that John the Baptist was asking at the start of our passage. He's in prison and he sends some of his entourage to ask Jesus, verse three, are you the one who was to come or should we expect someone else? He's saying, look, tell us straight out. Are you the promised one, the one with the answers, the one who can sort out this broken world and my broken heart or not? Are you the man or should we look somewhere else? There's actually no more important question than that. And how does Jesus reply? Verse four, go back and report to John what you hear and see. And then he reminds them of some of the amazing things that he's been doing, making blind people see, getting people who can't walk, uh, doing, doing star jumps, getting deaf people hearing, and even bringing dead people back to life. Jesus is saying, look and see. See my power, see my love, see my identity, who I am. But it's not just that these were incredible things Jesus had been doing. They were also exactly the things God had promised in the Old Testament that the Messiah, the promised one, would do when he came. And now here was Jesus doing them. John the Baptist needed to look and see. See the things Jesus was doing. See where the evidence was pointing. And yet seeing will only get you so far. In fact, if all you go on is what you can see with your eyes, you'll never be totally sure about Jesus. See, yes, Jesus had been doing these incredible things, but in other ways, things didn't look very impressive at all. Think about it from John's perspective. Where is he? Do you remember? He's in prison. He's been a faithful messenger for God and he's in prison. That doesn't seem right. So if he just goes by what he can see, well, that's just a few bars, the inside of a prison cell. No wonder he was wondering if Jesus really was the one who was going to sort everything out because his life hadn't got better since Jesus arrived. If anything, 
it had got harder. So John's life didn't look very impressive. And in some ways, Jesus didn't look that impressive either. John having to ask the question shows that. Sure, he did some amazing things, but in other ways, he was very normal. The Bible says that he had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. My guess is that if you'd seen him in the streets of Sligo or Swandon Bar, passed him in the spa and cavern or Coot Hill, you'd probably have walked straight past him because he didn't look like a superhero. He didn't have a holy glow about him. If you'd just looked with your eyes, you'd probably have missed him because he didn't look that impressive. And it's similar today, isn't it? Our churches don't look very impressive. Think of the church that you're part of. My guess is it's pretty small, pretty unimpressive. So yes, look and see, but seeing will only get you so far. So what do we need to do? Well, next, Jesus turns from the question of his identity, who he is, to the question of John the Baptist's identity, who he is. And three times in verses seven to nine, three times, he asked the crowd the same thing. What did you go out in the desert to see? Do you notice that word again? See. What did you go out to see? And his point is that John wasn't that impressive to look at. He wore pretty funny clothes. From what we know of him from elsewhere, he, he probably smelled quite bad. He certainly had a strange taste in food. He wasn't impressive at all. But what attracted people to John was his words. He was a prophet. He spoke God's words to people. He pointed people to Jesus with his words. And actually, Jesus has been doing the same. Right at the start of this passage, back in verse one, we're told that Jesus has been going about teaching and preaching in the towns of Galilee. Yes, he's been doing some impressive things, but seeing will only get you so far. What's really impressive, what really makes the difference is his words. And so look at what he says in verse 15. Look how Jesus concludes this section. It's your GFS verse of the year. That's why we're looking at this passage today. Jesus says, he who has ears, let him hear. Jesus is saying that we need to listen and respond. Because do you notice Jesus doesn't assume that just having ears is enough. That doesn't guarantee that you'll hear. My dog Simba has really big ears, but that doesn't mean that he uses them. Certainly doesn't mean that he's good at listening. In fact, he's really not. And we can be the same. We can have ears and yet refuse to listen to Jesus, or we can hear Jesus' words and yet not respond to them. Maybe because Jesus' words make us uncomfortable, because he tells us hard things about ourselves and our world, that it's broken, that we're broken, that we're sinners deserving God's judgments. But we still need to listen. I mean, how crazy it would be not to listen to the smoke alarm in my house just because I was comfortable in bed. It'd be mad. It would be mad not to respond. 
And yet, if anything, it's even more crazy not to respond to Jesus' words, to ignore them, just because we find them hard to hear, because they make us uncomfortable. Or maybe it's because Jesus' words don't seem to fit with what we see with our eyes. So we see a world that is still so broken. As we watch the news, as we read the self, as we see what people are like in the playgrounds, as we see our own hearts. Is Jesus really the king? Is he really in control? Is he really sorting it all out? And yet when we listen to Jesus, we learn that he first had to die to deal with the root cause of this broken world, our sin. The way that we've treated God and treated other people. And it's only when he comes back that he'll remake our broken worlds and put everything right. That's what John didn't understand. He didn't understand why he was still suffering if Jesus was the promised rescuer. But the answer for John and for us is the same. We need to listen to Jesus and to trust what he says, to listen and respond. So how about you? Members of GFS, leaders of GFS, others tuning in this morning. How good are you at listening? Because Jesus says to us this morning that seeing will only get us so far. If we want to be sure about him, if we want to know the answers to the big questions of life, we need to listen and we need to respond. He who has ears, let him, let her hear. Let me lead us in a prayer that we'd be people who do that. Heavenly Father, we thank you again that you speak to us in your word, the Bible. Thank you that Jesus has the words of eternal life. And we pray that you would help us to listen to them, even when they're hard, even when we find it difficult to hear what he says to us, and that you would help us to trust him and to obey him. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, you're ready to join in the actions of this song to its king, jungle, universe, and sea, J-E-S-U-S. Okay, here we go. Who's the king of the jungle? Who's the king of the sea? Who's the king of the universe? And who's the king of me?
well done. And so we come to our prayers. The Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you, God, for GFS, where G stands for girls. Thank you for all the girls and women around the world who have become members of the GFS. We ask you, God, to take care of all girls and women everywhere, keeping them safe from all sorts of violence and trouble. Amen. Thank you, God, for GFS, where F stands for friendly. COVID-19 left us apart from one and other, making it hard to be friendly to others. Even in our home, cooped up for such a long time, being friendly to our family was often difficult. Help us, God, to be friendly to those around us. Remind us how to interact with people, that by being friendly to them, we will show them your love. Amen. Thank you, God, for GFS, where S stands for society. It is a really a long time since we've been able to meet up in our GFS meetings, being unable to join together as a society. God, we pray to you that as all our societies, organisations, clubs and groups begin to reopen and meet up again, that everyone will stay safe and well, we pray that our branch meetings will begin again next autumn. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for GFS leaders and all the work they do. We thank you for our parents for helping and encouraging us to get involved too. We pray for families everywhere, through good times and bad, that you will be with them when they're both happy and sad. You have our lives mapped out for us if we would only listen. So let our ears be opened, Lord, that we might hear you speak to us. Amen. Oh God, our Father, we beseech thee, bless us, and all who belong to the Grove Friendly Society. Help us too, bear one another's burdens, live not for ourselves, but for others. As members of one family, in Jesus Christ, ends us. From our sins, make us pure and holy by the indwelling of thy spirit, and bring us all to the joy of thy heavenly kingdom. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
God gives us the vision. So let us go to see others as our sisters and brothers. Jesus gives us the eyes. So let us look in all the unexpected places to welcome all into our lives. The Spirit calls us to watch. So let us bear witness to the justice and hope coming into our shattered world. Well, it has been lovely to have this GFS service. What a year it has been for us all, and particularly for the GFS, not being able to meet and doing everything remote. But we do trust and pray that uh, as we come back in September, that we'll be back in person, back together again. And until then, we seek God's blessing as I pray. Now to God, who by the power at work within us is able to do far more abundantly than we can imagine, than we can think. To him be glory in the church, through Christ Jesus, now and for all generations. And so may the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with us this day and always. Amen. Okay, are you ready? Let's go. I be bold, I be strong, for the Lord your God is with you. I be strong, for the Lord your God is with you. I am not afraid, I am not dismayed, because I'm walking in faith and victory. Come on, walk in faith and victory, for the Lord your God is with you. Well done. I be strong, for the Lord your God is with you. I be bold, I be strong, for the Lord your God is with you. I am not afraid, I am not dismayed, because I'm walking in faith and victory. Come on, walk in faith and victory. For the Lord your God is with you. Well done. Be bold. Be strong. For the Lord your God is with you.